This is an RNZ podcast. Could I ask you also about Chris Liddell and his yeah, sure. uh, the US uh, nomination for the OECD job? Why is Chris Liddell going to work in New Zealand's interests? Well, he's going to work more in New Zealand's interests than anybody else who will be up for that job. That was National Party leader Judith Collins on RNZ's Morning Report last Wednesday, restating her party's support for former New Zealand businessman Chris Liddell to be the next leader of the OECD based in Paris. And as we heard earlier this month on Media Watch, that's controversial because the man that she's cast as the boy from Matamata is in charge of policy implementation at the White House in Washington, a key member of Team Trump, which is currently accused of actively obstructing the transition of power because the outgoing president won't accept defeat. And not only that, throughout his term, Donald Trump has undermined organisations based on international cooperation in the interests of America First. As Morning Report's Corin Dan pointed out to Judith Collins, like this. Well, I don't know if you saw Jack Tame's interview with Mr Liddell on the weekend. It's very clear from what he was saying. He doesn't think highly of the WTO, which is crucial for a country like New Zealand to have disputes sorted. You've got the US blocking appeal judges and stymieing the whole process. I'm sure that you'll find that when he's in that job, should he be fortunate enough to get it, he will be looking to the whole of the situation, particularly for New Zealand. Now, the interview that Corin Dan referred to there was aired on TVNZ's weekly publicly funded politics show Q&A last weekend. The interviewer was Jack Tame, TVNZ's presenter who was in the US to cover the election. On Q&A this week, I'm in the West Wing of the White House with a story we've been working years to bring you. New Zealander Chris Liddell, one of Donald Trump's closest advisers on life in the White House and his ambitions to run the OECD, from Matamata to the West Wing. And in a TVNZ1 News report, Jack Tame described the interview this way. This is the first time he's agreed to be interviewed about his role in the Roosevelt Room in the West Wing. Now that was disputed, gently, by Newstalk ZB's Andrew Dickens last Monday, who told his listeners one of his ZB colleagues had actually had a sit-down chat with Chris Liddell already. Barry Soper, our political editor, who interviewed Chris Liddell two years ago, no, despite what Jack Tame said. <laughs> See, I wasn't even going to no, mention I it, actually. I did it for yeah, you. I did it for you. Barry Soper has written more than once about meeting Chris Liddell on a visit to the US and being greeted with a big hug, which he recalled last May like this. He loves Kiwis, always greeting you with a bear hug, the sort of thing you'd expect from a boy from Matamata. Who knew that Matamata men were such celebrated huggers? And you do wonder whether politicians here, hoping to get on Barry Soper's good side, might give that a try from now on. So it turns out Barry Soper did interview Chris Liddell back in April 2016, but not for broadcast media. It was for Auckland University's Business School Straight Talker series and recorded before a live audience and posted to YouTube. Now, at the time, Chris Liddell was yet to sign up for Team Trump. He'd been working on the Republican Party's presidential candidate campaign in 2012 for Mitt Romney. But he told Barry Soper, sadly, he was of limited use as an influencer for New Zealand back then. We had a list of countries that President-elect Romney was going to ring on the day after the election, and I hate to say New Zealand wasn't was it? <laughs> in the top five. Um, I thought you would have had more influence. Uh, well, there you go. I, did. I fell down on the job on that one. 
However, Chris Liddell went on to tell Barry Soper back in 2016 that after the unsuccessful Romney presidential campaign, he wrote a book about presidential transition planning, which he said is now regarded as the gold standard for the task. And if so, that must have played a big part in landing that role in Trump's White House, where Jack Tame caught up with Chris Liddell in the Roosevelt Room last week for almost an hour. And last weekend, TBNZ's Q&A show broadcast The Lot, making it the longest political interview with anyone on mainstream New Zealand television for many years. And before it went to air, Jack Tame told his viewers this. Now, I have been hoping to bring you this interview for some time, and I've met with Chris Liddell in the West Wing on multiple occasions. Of course, Donald Trump is alleging large-scale election fraud. And given the sensitivity of the moment, we agreed on strict parameters for the interview. There are some subjects Chris Liddell simply will not comment on. That being said, he does address several of the controversies from his time in office. And that's a shame because that transition is now a deeply controversial issue with Trump and his team basically not allowing it to happen and even sacking officials in key positions. But the criticisms and controversies that Jack Tay mentioned included the policy of separating children of would-be migrants from their families at the US southern border. And that was reported this way back in August by NBC News. Well, Jacob and I were able to do extensive reporting based on documents and people who were in this room about this really pivotal moment that happened in the Situation Room. There were 11 officials invited to this meeting. They were also allowed to bring along deputies. We're talking about some of the top leaders in the Trump administration invited to participate in this meeting, where ultimately it came down to a show of hands vote. And as Julia said, a sea of hands went up. So in that West Wing sit-down, Jack Tame did ask if Chris Liddell was at any meeting which might have taken place in which Trump's most senior advisers were said to have voted by show of hands about whether migrant families should be split up if they crossed the border. And Chris Liddell's pretty definitive answer included a bit of media criticism. I saw the, the article in New Zealand which relied on an article here, which relied on another article, which relied on an anonymous source. I don't think that's the way you should do uh, yeah, reporting, but to your point, what was reported in that article, which I read, was there was a vote by hands in the room and a, a wave of hands went up. I've been to probably a thousand meetings here, hundreds of principals meetings. We have never had a vote by a show of hands. We've never had a vote. This isn't a democracy. <laughs> we don't run our own little democracy inside mm. here. Um, so whoever wrote that was relying on someone who certainly wasn't in the room and doesn't actually understand the way we run it. Now, the reporters from NBC in the US who broke that story back in August were Julia Ainsley and Jacob Soboroff, who's the author also of a book all about that controversial immigration policy, Separated Inside an American Tragedy. And Jacob Soboroff also received the 2019 Walter Cronkite Award for Individual Achievement by a National Journalist. And Jacob Soboroff told MediaWatch by email this week their story was not based on third-hand rehashed reports from other media, though other media outlets have reported on that White House meeting in question. And Jacob Soboroff said that Chris Liddell said in Jack Tame's interview that NBC's report said he was invited to that meeting, something that he does not explicitly deny. Now, Chris Liddell went on to tell Jack Tame in that TVNZ interview he thought that family separation zero-tolerance policy was a terrible one and he didn't actually support it. 
But he also told Jack Tame there was nothing that went on in the Trump White House these past four years that made him uncomfortable enough to take a stand or walk away from the job. Chris Liddell also told Jack Tame the hollowing out of the middle class was tearing at the social fabric of the US. And then they talked a lot about world trade, free trade and protectionism. But Chris Liddell would not accept that the US response to the COVID-19 pandemic had been disastrous, saying instead things like, we're in a difficult transition period, and referring repeatedly to black swan events. And then he said this. I think there's going to be plenty of time for post-mortems next year, as indeed there will be. Well, there will certainly be plenty more post-mortems this year and next, but little of what Chris Liddell said would have comforted people suffering from COVID-19 in the US. And Chris Liddell also told Jack Tame that four years on Team Trump had taken a personal toll. The way I describe it, look, I've lost friends from being here. I haven't lost my soul. People no longer communicate with you because you work for the thing. Yeah, there's a mixture of people. Some people, to my face, don't want to talk to me. Some people just... Don't talk to me because, but it's, I, I never know it. But yeah, sure, there's, there's, um, this is a polarising time. But right now, the friends Chris Liddell needs are overseas ones. If he's to succeed as the US nominee to head up the OECD, representing 37 developed nations. And that brings us to one awkward question, which Jack Tame didn't ask on the Q&A show last weekend. Why, after years of rejected requests, did Chris Liddell agree to talk last week for the first time about his role in the Trump presidency? Well, one obvious answer is that the Trump presidency is over, despite what the president and his loyalists still say. His chances of the OECD job now seem slim, but his pulling power in New Zealand as a big-name expat is still significant. No one else in recent memory has commanded an entire hour of mainstream free-to-air television from their place of work with one of the network's top hosts.